Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. This one's going to be a little bit easy. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, it's the official Notre Dame football post-game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Jimmy Rosari. Reggie Brooks joins me here. Um, yeah, this could be an easy one, Reg. <laughs> and actually, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a real fun one. Especially, uh, I, I mean... Really, all we have to say about this post game really is uh, just Audric Estime. Uh, just yeah, say that and, usually, and, and get through eight breaks, and we're done. Yeah, it's just <laughs> when's the last time he was used in such a grand capacity for an extended period of time? Yeah, well, 20, twenty-five carries, two hundred thirty-eight yards, and four touchdowns, and just another night at the office. This has to make you really happy, too. 381 total rushing yards. Feed the beast. We've been saying this all year, and it's like, maybe he heard us this time. Perhaps. Perhaps. It, it, it took a while, but it, we got there. <laughs> we, we finally broke through. Woo! We'll um, take it. We'll take it. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, 56-23, to 23, the uh, the final. Um, yeah, it was not anything that I wasn't expecting, quite honestly. I, you know, I wasn't expecting necessarily a close game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to be so easy to run the ball. Even, even yeah, for I, Audric Estimate. Like, I, I figured there'd be some resistance. I, I thought there would be a level of physicality, um, more so than what I thought. And again, you know, we all know Stanford's not a, a, a good team, but, you know, the way they, the, the guys up front played, that hopefully that instills this game, a game into the season like this, will instill some confidence coming back. And it was just watching, saw more of the uh, trap and um, counters, counter blocking scheme that, that seems to work with, with this group. So I don't know. Maybe we can lean on that a little bit more. Notre Dame finishing the regular season with a record of nine and three, which means a chance to play for win number 10 coming up in a bowl game, which that's all right. Yeah. I've had a few folks ask me where, what bowl game we're going to end up. And I'm like, have no clue. (laughs) Have you mentioned the pop tart bowl at all? (laughs) We're not going, Jim, we're not going there today. We're just not doing it. 
I mean, it's in it's in Orlando. It'd be a love. It'd be a lovely trip. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Uh, we'll start breaking things down as far as uh, as far as the game goes. Uh, like I said, Audric estimate. That's really the summary. We'll just keep saying it every break. Um, we'll have uh, Marcus Freeman's post game uh, comments as well. Uh, maybe even hear from Audric estimate. That would be nice if uh, if if the school makes him available. Uh, and plenty more as we make our way through the official Notre Dame football post game show on Sunny One Hundred One Point Five and Sports Radio Nine Sixty WSBT. Nineteen yard gain right up the middle with half That's the Cardinal the defense on his back. That was a recurring theme tonight for Audra Kestame. Uh 25 carries, 238 yards, uh, four touchdowns. Uh, if that was the last time that we see him in a Notre Dame uniform, what a way to go out. Again, I, I, he, he it kind of reminded me of my last home game, our last game mm-hmm. at USC. Just thank God he, he didn't have to deal with the sickness, but to have such a uh, a powerful run run game and for him to just keep feeding him like that that was that was a thing of beauty I was yeah you know you you, you get that mindset it's like do you believe he's been doing that all year and it would have been nice to just if we would have just kind of maybe started doing it earlier to just mm-hmm. keep giving him the ball it's okay no one will be upset about letting him run I know it's not fun. Flashy. I know it's not, you know, all bells and whistles, but number seven, he's good for seven. I mean, I don't know about you. You know, maybe you don't feel that way, but I, I think that that would be an awesome way to have, <laughs> to have gone this whole season. <laughs> yeah, this was by far to me the best game to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. just watching him and just, just seeing them, like I said, downhill, great job keeping the shoulders square. And and for a big fella, he has some really good feet. I mean, he moves yeah. well. But just seeing him power through people, running through arm tackles. Because again, if you're going to step in front of him as a defender, that you got you got to think about that before you do it. There's yeah. you got that's a business <laughs> decision you got to make before you pony up and say, "Hey, I'm going to step in front of number number seven and take take all this." 230, 35, 40 pounds coming and hit me in the throat. That's a business decision you gotta yeah. make. Yeah, that that is a that is a sacrifice. That is a uh that is a decision that I'm really happy I don't ever have to make. Um I'm right there with you. I mean you know, it, not, I said I said, um, I'm gonna get away from this defensive side of the ball. It, you know, when you you got Jerome Bettis on the other side, it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you, you kind of made a similar business decision, at least. Yeah, yeah I said I'm gonna hop on the uh, the right side of the ball. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm gonna go be a running back for a little bit. Oh, I'll see you guys later. Why are you doing that, Reg? Oh no. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> nine and a half yards uh, per carry on average. Um, I mean the yards after carry too. I mean, like he, he was just he was just carrying dudes. Yeah. Uh, and j- just constantly keeping his legs churning, you know, fall always falling forward. You know, this I he just he was just on a roll. I mean, yeah. and you saw it early on in the game that you know, again, we were getting movement up front. You weren't mm-hmm. seeing a lot of contact in the backfield, which is always great when you you know, you get him to the second level. He he's capable of running through guys, but he's also 
has the foot speed and quickness to make guys miss. You know, that's a that's that's a really tricky thing to prepare for a guy that can, you know, can run run over you. But at the same time, when you go in and think he's going to come in and drop his shoulder on you, he makes a move and, and, and dips around you and he's gone. Yeah. Man, I hope that wasn't the last time we saw him in a Notre Dame uniform. Uh, well, just so. one more. I'm pretty sure it is, but it'd be great to yeah, see him I, one more yeah. time. Oh. Again, it, it, you know, he's going to get a, a, a great. And again, you, you, you look at the NFL now, it's not mm-hmm. a lot of, I mean, you know, you got to strike while the iron is hot for that oh, position. Yeah. It's not as it's not as you know prominent. And the one thing that really stuck out to me is how he came up and took on uh, that blitzer and just absolutely stoned him. Mm-hmm. That's that again. This kid's a total package. Yeah, yeah. Not not just a a giant load to try to bring down, but also willing to throw the block. For, and and protect his quarterback on a play like i mean and that's what the nfl is now like, i mean you know, if he, he if he's not a top if he's not a top two round pick there's something wrong with the with the position then it it is really going to come down to his 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 the te- his testing numbers yeah you know if he has solid strong testing numbers it, it's a no brainer i mean cuz you're not going to find a guy with, you know, too many guys at this size, at his size, with 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 that type of feet and and the ability to work within, you know, because he's not just a, you know, a load, you know, a big big back. He has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and again, the ability to make guys miss on defense, that's huge, especially when you have someone that can bowl over a guy as well as run around him. Oh, by the way, the defense was pretty good tonight too. And we'll start talking about that coming up in uh, in just a little bit. Of course, uh, this is all presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. Back with more on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Estime is back in the game. He already has two touchdowns tonight. Hartman from under center turns, hands to Estime across the five, into the end zone, untouched for his third touchdown tonight. 10-25 left in the third quarter. Notre Dame stretches that lead to Stanford to 34-16. to 56-23 wound up being the final score. Notre Dame over Stanford. It is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Uh, presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Uh, Audra Gastmey, yeah, we can keep going on about him, but let's take a break on that for a second because we got plenty more show to, to get to that with. Defense played really well tonight too. Um, yeah. JD Bertrand leading the way with uh, with six tackles. Javante uh, Jean Baptiste, monstrous game, and a touchdown yeah. for the big man. And didn't you love how he just smushed the kicker? Yeah. That was a thing of beauty, I must I mean, say. Great job of standing bounds, too. That that was 
that was the thing that I was impressed with a lot too. And and you could tell even uh, the the guys on the on the Pac-12 network were like, yeah, he kept it he kept it in bounds. That's yeah. well, that's a hell of an effort. You also look at that said the you know the defensive line getting after the quarterback and you mm-hmm. know linebacker. We did a great job. I, I have to hats off to um, to my, um, Al Golden on a yeah. greatly, I mean, a wonderfully called game. Because again, we 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 gave up some plays. Uh, you know, there was about four or five big plays we gave up, but we were able to settle in and and really, you know, stop them when it when it really mattered most. You know, early on again, we we struggled offensively. You know, turning the ball over, but defensively they stepped up again, and you know, kind of helped stem the tide of the the big plays. You know, Stanford was making because they you know kept us off balance, but they kept kept they kept Notre Dame in the game until the offense could realize that you know hey, if you feed number seven, things will go well for you. So you know, I I watch. Again, Kaiser is one of those guys that, you know, you look at him and it's just his ability to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, he does a great job of you – know, and, and, and J.D., both those guys do a great job of attacking and getting, getting small and getting through and getting after the quarterback. With that defensive line, Riley Mills, John Baptiste, Tello, you know, those guys really got um, uh, Osafa Mensa. They really got out to the quarterbacks because that that quarterback for Stanford, number eight, I I mean, Daniels and Lamson were pretty good, but those are some pretty big, big, big guys. You know, they had some pretty decent sized quarterbacks and, uh, it was not easy to get him down on the ground, but we stayed after him, kept after him, and really forced him into a lot of you know difficult throws and 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 some and some sacks. Uh, Jack Kaiser picking up an interception in the game as well. He had three tackles uh, and also almost got his hands on another one too, breaking up a pass. Uh, let's see, Riley Mills had a sack today and four tackles. Uh, also a, a quarterback hurry and a tackle for a long, all that, all that good stuff. Maris Leofau, uh, a huge game today too. half a sack for him, five tackles total uh, for Maris Leofau. Just, you know, all the, all the names that you expect to hear uh, showed up and played today. And played well. I mean, yeah. it just, it was great to see. And early on, it's not still, that was one of the, you know, issues I've had with our defensive backs in there, you know, coming up to in particular safeties coming up to fill the running lanes. They they tend to take they've taken some some poor angles from time to time. And you know uh DJ Brown did in that with that after that first big mm-hmm. run early in the game. But you saw him come back after that, rally to the football and did a much better job of tackling as the game wore on, which has been a, a point of contention, at least in my mind, for this defense. And this is probably some of the best I've seen from a tackling standpoint. And, you know, they stepped up and, and made plays. And let's let's not kid ourselves. You know, we're, we're talking about, um, 
you know, Stanford team that's not very good, but mm-hmm. these guys got after them and, you know, they finished the season off on a very high note. Uh, yeah, the, that, I mean, the score after the first quarter, 13 to seven. And then after that, Notre Dame didn't look back. I mean, they didn't, the defense didn't even wait until halftime to make adjustments. They made those adjustments like right there between the first and second quarter. And again, just all the right, you know, pushed all the right buttons today. Al Golden did. Um, makes me wonder if he's going to be at the bowl game too. Hmm. You know, because wow. I, you know, he's he's been a college coach twice before at Temple and uh, at Miami of Florida. He's got some pro experience too, and there have been a couple of pretty good head coaching jobs that have uh, that have come open of late. You know, does does Al Golden's name start coming up in some of these? It doesn't surprise me, but I I I really think you know Al likes where he, where you know Notre Dame and kind of where where this the program is going. You mm. know, he's been down the head coaching road, and again, when you're at DC, it it's not as much pressure on you because you know wearing that head coaching mantle can be <laughs> oh yeah pretty rough yeah. and yeah and again you know when you can get somewhere where you can you know play for organization program that you know that values more than just numbers and you know wins and losses and you see you know producing you know good human beings and i mm-hmm. think that there's something to that at least for him but I think, you know, again, you never know. It, it Something may come up that's too good to be true. But I, I I really think he likes where he is and just kind of the program and where the program is headed. I'll say this, too. He'll he'll have his work cut out for him next year, too, because there is a lot of, uh, a lot of graduating uh, guys on defense uh, that, yeah. that he'll have to replace. But, I mean, if, if there's a guy who probably can – it's probably going to be Al Golden and Marcus Freeman. Well, we definitely need them, you know, to because again that this next group, we saw the 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 twos in there, and and they gave up a, you know, again that was more of the you know quarterback with the turnover that I think you know reason for the you know that late touchdown. Yeah, but again, some issues with tackling, you know, that reared his ugly head. So that's that's going to be the biggest thing. Can we get this, you know, twos? And we didn't see the 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 number twos as often as you would have liked this year. We mm-hmm. kind of way the schedule played out, you thought, man, maybe there were like three to four games that you know the twos would get significant time, and that just never materialized. So it, it's going to be interesting how quickly they can bring um, the the next group of players and particularly defensive players and you know offensive players up to speed uh and get them ready to play good to see drake bowen's name at the top you know towards the top anyway of the uh of the defenders list too as far as tackles when he had four tackles tonight uh good to yeah. see out of the freshman so and again that's it's good i mean that's that's a you know definitely a positive and it's again, it's just good to see to see the second unit get in there and get some meaningful snaps. Mm-hmm. 
that is that is extremely important and I wish we could have saw more of um Angeli this year because that you know and we'll get into it as we go through but more of what's to come that's something that's a little disconcerting as to where we are at that position right now mm. uh plenty more still to come as we make our way through the official Notre Dame football post game show uh we'll hear from Marcus Freeman hopefully a player or two as well um uh, we've got the uh the gate Chevrolet drive of the game coming up we've got uh, the key bank key play of the game um I got a feeling both of those are gonna be around Audric estimate I don't know I can't exactly put my finger on it maybe but i have just a feeling about it i think you might be right there's a, yeah. there's a possibility there's a, the possibility is definitely there that some play is going to involve number <laughs> seven doing something right uh we're teaming up with sentier bank for the field goal for the community for every field goal made in a notre dame game ten dollars will go to sentier bank's charity the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Unfortunately, no field goals made tonight, but uh, plenty of money still being raised by the uh, for the field goal. Great, they did the extra point. I'm just saying. It, it, I mean, been, been very, very beneficial to the foundation if they did extra points. Well, I, 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 I'm just saying. You know, I, I, you know, I, I've, I said my piece on that matter plenty of times around these hallways. Yeah, we're, uh, we're talking eight. <laughs> we're talking. We're talking eight. Yeah. Eight, eight, eight extra points. points right there. Uh, Centier Bank, discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Um, yeah, plenty more still to come on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. We're still in break, right? It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show. 
on uh, on Sunny 101.5 WNSN South Bend and also uh, Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend. Uh, Jimmy Rosario with Reggie Brooks wrapping up uh, the uh, the big win by Notre Dame, 56 to 23 over Stanford. Um, yeah, let's 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 just go back to Audrey Estime. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> that's that seems to be the, the the safe way to go. Uh, twenty five carries, two hundred thirty eight yards, four touchdowns, a uh, a nine and a half yard per carry average. Um, yeah, it was decided very early on that uh, that yeah we're we're just gonna feed the ball to Audric and uh, and he's gonna do what he does. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's hard to argue that that you know. Because he he did it from from the word go. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell that you know they had you know Notre Dame had an advantage, um, at least to me, offensively up front. They were just a better team, you know, at the gate. And and watching that first those first few runs, and you know just to see how well he was moving. You know, because there was a few times over, you know, course time, I was like, man, you look at him and it's like, how, you know, is he, is he feeling okay? But, I mean, this was, this is the Audric estimate. And the one, and I've been on this kid since day one about him getting, picking his feet up. He, this is the best I've seen him look, you know, stepping through the trash, getting his, getting good knee lift. And again, Great feet, working through, and the vision that the young man has. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh well, back. You know, there's power, speed. This one of the more more critical aspects of a running back is their ability to see and and process what's going on in front of them, and to be able to react to it. And he's gotten much better in that regard. That you're watching. And you know he's just he's just somebody you know you you look forward to seeing play because he plays with such tenacity, such aggression, and now he's playing in, in with a lot better body control. And again, that burst that you, he gets, boom! When he gets through that through the traffic, he he has the ability again to hit that that second gear and, and take it to the house. I am sorry that uh, that that you did drop down a spot on the list, as far as mm-hmm. uh, the single season rushing. Oh, I'm... <laughs> did you not know that? No. <laughs> you were you were he was two yards behind you at the end of the uh, at the end of the third quarter, uh, in in fifth place. You were in fourth place, and he obviously added some to uh to uh to the total so oh well more power to him yeah <laughs> you really didn't know did you <laughs> i again i don't i don't, I don't get in all that because I, <laughs> I just love seeing this young man run and and it's awesome <laughs> I, I couldn't be more happy for him because he is you know and it just kind of frustrates me because you know if they would have fed him sooner He'd have got there a lot quicker and probably would have yeah. been further ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh most points for the Irish, by the way, at Stanford since a fifty-seven to seven win back in twenty uh two thousand three. 
So, uh, yeah, 20 years ago, we always like to, I, I guess every 20 years, we like to put a, a 50 burger <laughs> up on Stanford. If that, if that's the trend, so be it. Um, bring it on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, and, and something else that, that was pretty good too. Jeremiah Love looked great, uh, on the, on the plays where, uh, where Audric needed a breath. Uh, Jabron Payne had a touchdown, six carries, 35 yards. Uh, Jeremiah had seven carries, 47 yards. Um, yeah, the running game, at least, you know, like I said, if, if, if this is probably, uh, the last time that we see Audric Estime in a, uh, in a Notre Dame uniform, the running game is at least in good hands. Yeah, but man, I, again, have, I will miss. As well I as will they, miss they run the ball, <laughs> but man, this kid—he—he's—he's he's next level. So I—I yeah. I, I just hope that they can, you know, definitely get stronger going into next season. And you know, having you know who—who's going to be that big bat? You know, you know. I know yeah. Jadarian Price has good size on him, but just his—he runs with such good pad level, um, and. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm a little concerned. They're like, who's going to step in and be that that workhorse? Who, who do we start having, uh, having hit the weights and eat everything in sight? Who, <laughs> who do we, who do we appoint the new one? Who do we new appoint the new Audric? Well, <sighs> I, I am a fan of uh, Jeremiah Loves and just just yeah. his quickness and explosiveness. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be a good one. You know, I, I, again, I've had conversation with Dylan McCullough, the, the uh, running backs coach, and they'll, 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 they'll have something. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll adjust and and be ready to go. But man, it has been an absolute pleasure watching this young man work. If I know anything about those guys, like like any football coach, I'm I'm sure he's probably got like four guys who are almost like exact clones of Audric, just waiting, just waiting in the wings. So, I mean, Hey, cool. Um, yeah, but that young man is special. Yeah. He, 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 he is really is. Special. Yeah. He, he he's, he's, he's going to look good running on Sundays. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, Sam Hartman today, by the way, uh, it, you know, another kind of slow start for Sam uh, eight for 14, 140 yards. Uh, two touchdowns, one interception though. That interception really did not look good at all. And that again, <laughs> and I don't know what's going on there. It's just yeah, he still seems you know just a bit off. Mm-hmm. You know, because just from in in you know I've said this before. The most important thing for a quarterback is accuracy, and he's just has not you know had that. He's not been dialed in like he was early in the year. And I don't know what, why that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jordan Faison led receivers tonight, three catches, 66 yards, which by the way, where did this kid come from? Yeah. The the lacrosse team. That's where he came. I'm still just blown away. (laughs) It's like, it's like, has he, so did he, how long has he, did he just come over at, you know, at a certain point in the season or has he been there all year? It just seems like he's just come out of nowhere. He was a walk-on. Uh, he had he had the uh, lacrosse scholarship, but um, after the Louisville game, where where he 
basically had like the best play of the night, quite honestly, that's when they gave him the football scholarship. So, you know, no longer a scholarship lacrosse player, but now a scholarship football player. And now I guess technically a walk-on on the lacrosse team. And, um, and yeah, when, when he gets on top of a secondary, bye. See ya. Running. I said, that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, the separation is, yeah. is the key to, for any receiver, the ability to get separation. And he's done that since he's, you know, since I've seen him. And it's mm-hmm. like, like I said, where'd this kid come from? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we get a lot more time with him too. You know, like, like he, he's a freshman. So he's just getting started. That's a really good sign. <laughs> That's a yeah, really, um, really good sign. I, 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 again, like I said, you know, you, he's a freshman. Like I said, it's like and you, you look at uh, Great House and how he's coming along. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a really young nucleus of receivers that, you know, is is going to be interesting to see. Again, you you look at you know Great House, Rico Flores. Um, and phase on, like I said, you know, because you you look at what what where would where would you put them? And like I said, I I and you got Rico and and and, and Jaden on the outside. You you put phase uh, on in the slot. That's a that's that's a. That's I think a, he <laughs> I think he would take the speed spot that that Chris Tyree has. Yeah, except that, that so. someone that can work the middle of the yeah. field. Because he does a dr- great job of getting separation, mm-hmm. and he has the speed, and it's like, man, that you got to be excited about, you know. And, and those, all three of those guys do a pretty solid job, and, and Faison better than the other two, of creating separation in their routes. Yeah. That is the key aspect that you, you need as a receiver: the ability to create that separation and to get open. Because on that touchdown pass, he was. Wide open, yeah. Wide open, and yeah. like, you know, this kid's been playing. It's like, how do you get that wide open? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, he just blew past everybody. Yeah. That's how. And you're really like, impressive. did y'all really not see the game, the previous games? This kid was right. lighting lighting folks up. <laughs> right. It, it, that wasn't a fluke. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's what he does. That's his thing right now. He's just going to run past everybody and say, open. And they throw him the ball and he scores with it. So not not a bad way to go. Not a bad way to go at all. So uh, 56 to 23, the final score between Notre Dame and Stanford. We'll uh, we'll break down plenty more. We'll have, uh, hear from Marcus Freeman uh, coming up with his uh, with his postgame press conference in uh, hopefully just a little bit right here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on sunny 101.5 and sports radio 960 WSBT. I think I'm just going to make that the uh, the key bank key play of the game. Brought to you by Key Bank. That sound okay? I think so. I have no anyway, with that. and it, <laughs> again, like I said, just the the sheer mushing of the 
of the kicker just <laughs> sent that play over the top for me. He 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 didn't play the rest of the game either. That kicker leg, like, he knocked him out of the game with that with that block. Um, so anyway, we've got Marcus Freeman's post game press conference uh, right here. Actually, let's go ahead and take a listen to it. Happy late Thanksgiving. Thank you. It was really, it was uh, amazing to be able to celebrate that victory um, with that group of guys, and, and we put a huge emphasis on on finding a way um, to get that Legends Trophy back. And I don't care if you were here last year or you weren't. I wanted to remind this group how important this rivalry is to both institutions, um, to everybody that's associated with Notre Dame, and uh, how much we wanted to make sure that Legends Trophy uh, got returned to South Bend. So our guys went out and earned it. They earned it. And, uh, you know, as I told I wasn't upset about the effort that we played with to start the game, um, but the we can't, we got to take care of the ball. We have to take care of the ball. And they did a couple of things on offense that we had not seen, and, and they made some big plays. But our guys were able to regroup, um, come out of the locker room with the intensity that we needed, and uh, finish this game off the right way. So uh, really proud of this group, special, special group, um, and uh, really proud of the way we finished off this regular season. And so uh, with that, I'll open up for questions. Okay. Coach, you're 12 at halftime. For a long time, it didn't look like you were going to be well, it was it was on offense. Just take care of the ball. Hand the ball to the officials. What we say that means don't turn the ball over. Defensively, we had to make some 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 changes, and uh, it was here's the here's the corrections. Now go execute. Right here's the correction. Go execute. And the special teams have got to be special. We can't turn the ball over on special teams. And so, don't beat Notre Dame. And that's something you'll hear me say often. As long as we don't do that, we got a chance to be really successful every game we play. Well, we have communication uh, before that series that, you know, it's a two minute situation. Jabron's been our two minute back. So good. Let's go. Keep him in there. And, um, you know, I get a little bit frustrated when we put the ball on the ground and kind of got on him and Coach McCullough a little bit. Like, hey, the standard of the room is to hand the ball to the official. And uh, I know they reviewed it and, and called it a touchdown, but, you know, they have a high standard for making sure we have great ball security. And uh, I kind of reminded them of the standard that we have. And uh, But Audric is uh, what a, a tough, physical, special football player. Um, you know, obviously he'll have a decision to make here after the season on what he's going to do. But um, I'll tell you what, man, he is a, a special talent that is giving Notre Dame everything he, he's had for the past three seasons. So uh, grateful to have him and, and have him be a part of this team. You know, I think when you you try not to be so outcome driven, um, if, if you don't look at the outcomes, you say this team definitely has improved tremendously. Um, there's a couple games between Tennessee State and now that, that we wish we could run it back and, and you know do it over, but we can't. But we've learned and we've grown. We've grown from from those mistakes and uh, those opportunities. I'm so proud of this team. You know, we got to we're chasing, reaching our full potential. That's something you'll hear me say. We haven't totally got there, but dang, we were pretty close today. And uh, 
we got a couple weeks to get ready for this bowl game, whichever one we go to. Yeah, I can't remember every single play, um, but you know, one of them they had a unique formation where they put the wide out, I mean, the running back in the B gap and leaked them out on a deep pass and something we haven't seen, you know. And, and they did a good job. I told the coach before the game, he's done a great job looking at what they've done this year at Stanford um, offensively, what they've done. At Sac State, when you're done there, um, they, they, they've done a really good job in terms, of, in terms of their offensive scheme. And so, very challenging. Um, Coach Golden, the defensive staff, did a great job of, you know, correcting mistakes and uh, making sure our players could execute. Thank you. You mentioned John Baptiste at his best in some of the bigger games over the season, but also surging in November. Is he, is he a player that you can kind of use as a model for bringing in a grad transfer that improved? All the way throughout his time here, and really up to status going forward for his program. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm so proud of him, and uh, you know, he came here for an opportunity, and uh, he's taken full advantage of it. And he's truly been a great example of a guy that has improved throughout this season, is playing his highest level of football right now, and so uh, um, it's a testament to his hard work and his relationship with his coach and what Coach Wash has done with him. And uh, I'm glad to, to see you know he's reaping the fruits of his labor. Back. Coach, I don't know if we'll talk to Hardrick, so I want to ask you, what sense did you have for the motivation you took from not taking on the dope walkers in the finals? Does it seem like he at least tweeted that after that was happened, so it's like he was motivated by that. And how do you channel that motivation in the right way in this week? Yeah, um, we all are competitors, and we all find different ways to, to motivate us. Um, and I'm sure that motivated him. And, and as I tell them, I wanted to motivate you to work, motivate you to do the proper work that it's going to take to get the outcome you want. We all want. So tell them every time. Everybody wants. Better and better. Um, you know, it's a great testament. You don't know when your number is going to be called. Uh, but you got to be ready. And their number was called last week, and they performed at a high level. And uh, you see them this week continue to, you know, stack on that performance that they had last week. And Coach Rudolph's done a great job with that offensive line. Um, that unit, it's tough because you're such a cohesive unit. And uh, when you add two new guys week 11 to the starting lineup, um, it's it's a challenge. But they, they put the work in, and they, they performed really well. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Um, if he came up to me and said, Coach, can you leave me in because I'm 24 yards away? It would have been a decision I have to make. Um, but there's two things, right? I want to do what's best for Notre Dame, but also what's best for Roger, too. You know, and, and but I did not know that. I knew uh, he was getting close to the single season TD record. Yes, yeah, so I think they set that. Um, I don't know how many rushed for 200 plus. 238. It's a lot of yards. You know, I don't know what record he was chasing, but that is a, a heck of a performance. That what he did today. Pretty good, man. He's a good player. Any other questions? All right. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys.
Happy late Thanksgiving. And that is Marcus Freeman's post-game press conference here on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. Um, let's see. We will hear from Audra Castamay, by the way. We do have uh, we do have some comments from from uh, Audra coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, Javante John Baptiste will uh, will head to the microphone as well, so we'll hear from him. Uh, we'll get Reggie's thoughts on uh, what Marcus Freeman had to say coming up uh, right after this conversation that he was uh, his conversation with uh, Audric and Coach McCullough. And, um, was I was definitely glad that he clarified that because, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I was thinking he said, you know, you better have your ass out on this field next. You better be on the field and not yeah. uh, Jabron. <laughs> right. You're the power back. You're the short yardage back. You need to be out on the field. I, I, I was kind of surprised that he was the – that Jabron is the um, – Third down back or the 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 short yardage back? That, yeah, that seems a bit odd to me. But mm. yeah, especially um, when you you know look at the guy who had you yeah, know, the two hundred thirty eight so, yards tonight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I would like if if I'm on the goal line if 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 again and I I I I've been in the that position of when we got down to the red zone if I didn't score that's it's it's all number six it was all six mm-hmm. and when we got inside the red zone you're going to get a heavy dose of a of, of, of big number six so i had to make sure i took care of business outside the red zone because i knew you know and, and justifiably so mm-hmm. <laughs> we called him six for six because number six is going to get you six Right. And you could make kind of the statement for, for this guy. Seven's gonna get you seven, so he should be in there. Yeah. So, but um I, I I will say again, it's it's good to see that you know that there you see the improvement. Um I I'm I'm still not I no one has really asked about, you know, you know, with bowl game and quarterback, you know. What's what's next? Because you know you got to start thinking about next year at the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and you know that's you know that would be a question I would like love to hear Marcus answer is like you know what what's being done, um, in particular their their cohesiveness. And I know he brought up about having multiple, you know you know week eleven and you, you got another uh, you know different lineup, and he is spot on that you got to have some continuity up front. For the ha- to have that success, so for them to have that type of success, that was good to see. But they've got to develop some co- continuity, but also some strength um, up front if we're gonna if Notre Dame is gonna continue to to improve and and, and you know make that push towards a, a, a playoff run. Depth has been a a little bit of an issue on the offensive line the uh, the last eh, last month or so. Uh, just dealing with the, you know, and, and they could just be the type of injuries that just, you know, like they just linger, you know, the yeah. lingering kind of injuries. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think they could use a little bit more depth and hopefully they'll, they'll address that, uh, you know, with uh, not just the kids that they've got coming in, but <clears throat> that, uh, that they, uh, you know, like the, the high, the high school kids coming in. But yeah. uh, also hitting the uh, the transfer portal as far as that goes. So well, and, and I, again, 
I'm I'm not against the transfer portal per se, but when it comes to offensive linemen, yeah, you can bring in some guys, but if they don't have a, a, a if they don't gel well together, right? Like offensive line is it's different than the defensive line where you can bring in guys and you know learn you know how to you know do you know TEs and ET stunts and uh, you know different you can teach them because it's more in defensive linemen are a little more individualized where mm. offensive linemen if you don't have f- yeah. five guys working together just one guy out of place and you saw a lot of that this year of you know not handling twist as well as you know, as they need to in, in pass protection excuse me and then coming off double teams too early and that is comes with continued work with having someone next to you to know, hey, I know this person understands the importance of sticking with the double team and not coming off too quick or not coming off too late mm-hmm. and you know, picking up that next that linebacker and getting to that second level. So I'm not a huge fan of portal for offensive linemen mm-hmm. because it's it's requires too much unity. I, I will say this, I mean, you can do that, but you need to bring if they're gonna come in via the portal they need to be there in the, in the spring yeah so you you can get as much time they can get as much time together as possible the biggest position that i'm looking at is the strength and conditioning coach yeah you know uh that's going to be the most important hire for coach freeman in my mind is finding someone that can understand how to build strength and, and, you know, cause I just saw too many guys that just, just, you know, they didn't have the same, didn't, didn't just, they didn't have the same, you know, strength, endurance and, and power mm-hmm. that, you know, got accustomed to seeing. So that's, that's yeah. going to be interesting to see who that person is because they're going to have the, have the team for pretty much the entire, you know, spring, uh, spring semester. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will hear from Audrey Castamay coming up in our uh, in our next segment. By the way, so uh, we'll we'll get, uh, I guess, Audric's side of that little conversation <laughs> that, uh, that happened on the sideline. Yeah, that, that kind of stuck out to me too. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get through that. We'll get through. Uh, we'll also hear from Javante uh, uh, Jean Baptiste as well. And uh, we'll also have the opponent's scoreboard coming up here in just a little bit. All as the official Notre Dame football postgame show continues right after this. After the game, here's what he had to say. So this is the game. Did you feel this pregame, or do you have some t- other type of motivation to have a game with this Um, Yeah, I felt like uh, it was definitely another game, but this game was definitely different. Uh, last regular season for the, for, uh, for the 2023 season, so we always um, pride ourselves to finish strong. We started fast and finished strong. We we're talking about the game in particular, but that also goes into the season. Um, you got to start fast and finish strong, and I feel like the the team did that and represented at a high level today. How bad did you want to be in there in the fourth quarter? Did you realize that you were that close to seven of the other Um, I realized towards the end, but I'm not really chasing records, honestly, or um, stats. It's nice to get it, but. At the end of the day, uh, we got the job done. We won by, like, what, 40 points. We had over 300 rushing on the ground as a total offense, so that's all that matters at the end of the day. They decided to 
decision for you coming up, obviously, uh, really recent after the game, so you probably have some time to think about it. What do you think the timeline is, and when do you want to make that decision? Um, I don't really have a timeline right now. I'm just worried about um, coming in on Monday, getting a lift in, going over this, going over this game, see how I could have done better, and then we'll start having conversations then. How old did you find out when you were a Bill Walker semifinalist, and how much did that motivate? Um, I found out the night before. Um, it was pretty hard. Uh, it was definitely a, it was definitely a goal of mine, but. It wasn't at the end. Of, it wasn't the end of the world at that at that point. Uh, we still had some football to play, which all that matters. And I just have a, a bunch of guys that rely on me, so I couldn't shut down no matter what. Just had to keep on going. I had to come in the next day of practice like nothing happened and just keep on rolling. Did you feel like it fueled you in any way? Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely feel me. Um, I definitely feel like I'm one of the best running backs in the country, if not the best. And um, I'll definitely want other people to notice. But I feel like after today, I feel like a lot of people will notice. Yeah, so Coach Freeman always prides and was our main message was to come out fast today. Um, we did come out fast, I'd say, but um, we kind of had things that were shooting ourselves in the legs, like turnover. Our main pillar and the first pillar is the ball, so we got to do a better job taking care of the ball, but uh, offense played a great game, defense played a great game, special teams played a great game, and we just didn't let those negative plays all run our whole game. We just took one play at a time and kept them going. Okay. Andre, what was the message that Coach Freeman was trying to pass on to you at the end of the first half? Uh, yeah, he, so I'm the leader of this, uh, one of the leaders of this team. I'm the leader of this offense, and I'm the leader of the running back group. So when uh, a guy like that will fumbles the ball at the one long line, that's a reflection of me. It's a reflection of Coach Dillon. And, that's just Coach Freeman just holding me and holding our running back group to high standards, and I love that. I appreciate that, and it's just, it's just um, you're a great coach, and it's something that everyone needs to be to take your game to the next level, and so that's what he was doing. You must be pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was happy. I was happy about that. <laughs> happy for Jabron. Get a touchdown. All right, so Andre, uh, how much more frustrating is it to know that Ohio State lost to me? You guys have a much better position than that. Yeah, um, it was a good game. They played, they're both teams, Michigan and Ohio State, really good teams. But it's hard to go back in times that far down the line because there's a couple of things that we could do better, could have done better. But at the end of the day, that's football. Huh? The ball goes out of the way. You just got to bring it every other game. And this week, our momentum appointment was Stanford, and we handled the business. So you definitely would love to have that back. But it's life. You just got to keep moving, and you got to – find ways to improve from that. The, uh, the tweet that said bet, what was it? What, 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 what? Uh, exactly what I meant today. It's a bet. <laughs> um, uh, no, that was just really just, um, I felt like I was kind of cut short. So that bet was just like, all right, you guys don't think I'm one of the 10 best in the country. I'm going to show you. Oh, yeah, they did an amazing job. Uh, I couldn't do anything without them from Joe Alt to Patrick Coogan to Ashton stepping up to Billy stepping up and Blake. Those guys did a phenomenal job for me all year, and I'm so thankful for them. Uh, honestly, uh, I told them I got to take them all out to eat. I got to do something for them, but I'm just so thankful for them. Those guys are hard workers. We're led by the strong. Coach Dillon, I mean, Coach Freeman always prides that we're 
O-line and D-line driven um, program, and they do a great job leading us. They're our leaders. The first one ends on practice on Monday. The last one out, uh, last one out the facility because they're always having meetings. So they just do a great job, and I really appreciate those guys. Did you recognize a couple of blocks of Eli Rare? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely Eli stepped up uh, with Holden not playing and um, Mitch Evans getting down. Eli had been doing a really good job. And David Sherwood and Cooper Flanagan, they've just been all a great job. And the sky's the limit for them because those guys are young and those guys are just not getting in the groove. So I'm excited to see where, where it's going to take them. Andre, what does it mean to you to have the single-season program record for rushing touchdowns? Uh, it means amazing. Uh, coming into this school, coming in as a freshman, coming out of Notre Dame, I always pride myself when I was saying I'm going to give them something to remember. Uh, I want to do something legendary. And um, having a record like that is, uh, has my name stamped in the history books forever. So that just means amazing. That means amazing for the, the whole offensive line to help me get them. Coach Freeman, Coach Dillon for trusting me and giving me the opportunity to put me in a position to be successful. And I'm just thankful to God and everyone who helped me along this way. And that was Audrick Estime post-game after Notre Dame's 56-23 to victory over Stanford. Reggie, what'd you think? Continue to be impressed by this young man. And, um, again, I, I concur. To be honest with you, I think, you know, part of the reason he wasn't picked is he didn't get the, you know, I think he should have had more touches. I think he was deserving of more touches. And I think, again, it's – it. You know, when you come, you know, those end of the year, um, you know, um, awards, mm-hmm. again, the stats do matter. And, you know, and he was not, he was definitely worthy of, you know, having having his name in that list. It's just he wasn't given the touches that I think he, he was deserving of. To, to to have the numbers, um, you know, to be one of those, you know, top, you know, Doug Walker candidates. Mm-hmm. He ha- definitely has the talent to be one of them. It was just unfortunate he didn't get the, the nod. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he just, you know, you look at some of the guys that were, you know, that were, you know he was at 1,100 yards coming into this game. Where you had other guys that were, you know, had more, more, more touches and more yards. Mm-hmm. So, but I and I, I think again he, he should have definitely been, been further up that, uh, that list of guys. He was definitely deserving, and you know he he had good numbers. It's just you know. Guys had bigger numbers because they had more opportunities. Do you think in the, uh, you know, I guess the postmortem of the regular season, you know, looking back on the regular season, you think you think the coaching staff is going to go, you know, we should have given him the rock a little bit more? We'll say in certain, certain situations, I would be shocked if they didn't, you know, considering uh, what he's – what he's done done all year, and again, and I'm I, I say that just on outside looking in, so I'm not sure. Maybe you know, maybe he was banged up, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But you know, to to sit there and and not 
you know, you run him and you don't want to run him into the ground, but at the same time, and you got to find ways to get him more touches. And, you know, even if it's in in the passing game, you know, you you think about, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, you know, a lot of those awards are also based off of, you know, the guys that, you know, are on these, some of them are on these teams and they had, a year prior to, so it's kind of, they come in with, um, you know, a little, with some, they come in already kind of looked at as, you know, Hey, they were established earlier, you know, from the previous year. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, um, how this, works out because again just looking at a couple of them you know the, the kid from Missouri kid from Oklahoma State the kid from Texas Tech they they had more yards than than Audric but I do believe without a doubt he was deserving to be mm-hmm. in that in the, his his name should have been called because he's definitely worthy of it absolutely like I said 238 yards on uh, on 25 carries, a uh, nine and a half uh, yard per carry average, four touchdowns. Uh, he's uh, I, I believe that's the uh, that's the rec- He's now the record holder for uh, for rushing touchdowns in in a regular season. So, um, yeah, he's he's deserving of a lot more uh, national praise than I think that he's getting. So. Uh, and that's just what I think about that. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll hear from Javante uh, Jean-Baptiste coming up uh, in the next segment. We'll also have the opponent's scoreboard uh, one last time in the regular season. And uh, we'll uh, go ahead and name our player the game. Not going to be too, uh, you know, too hard to figure that one out, quite honestly. Isn't that a foregone conclusion? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure we've already, it's already named, in the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> like we've actually already done that, haven't we? We've already named him yeah. the player of the game. Uh, just got to make it official. Yeah, exactly. We have to we have to bestow the official crown on him. Uh, that's all still to come on the official Notre Dame football post game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. State was off. Uh, number 22 NC State beating North Carolina. 39 to 20 and uh, Toledo over Central Michigan 32 to 17. Uh, number three Michigan beating number two Ohio State uh, 30 to 24 in the game. Uh, a game between two Notre Dame opponents. Uh, Duke beating Pitt 30 to 19. Kentucky pulling the upset over number 10 Louisville 38 to 31. Number 24 Clemson uh, beating South Carolina 16 to 7. Syracuse outlasting Wake Forest, 35-31. to 31. Uh, USC was also off today. And, of course, Notre Dame beating Stanford today, 56-23. to 23. So there's your opponent's scoreboard one last time for the regular season. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste. He had, a, uh, he had a big day today on the defensive side of the ball. Here's what he had to say after the game. Uh, I mean... Just in practice, we were talking about uh, making sure guys get up uh, their left hand on the ball and everything, just knowing the angle and everything. And I literally told Anya, just like, make sure you put the right hand up. And then he blocked it, and I just ran around. I was like, where'd the ball go? Picked it up, and just got the running. 
Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're a defensive guy, so is that the best sit arm throwing guy to the ground type of play you've ever had? <laughs> I mean, growing up, I used to play a little running back, so I know that like when I get the when I get the ball in my hands, what to do with it if I get the opportunity. So it was fun. I mean, just taking every time we go on field goal block to treat it like an actual play because some players can take plays off, but if you play very hard that one play, you win interval that play, something can happen. Devontae, how did the defense sort of respond after giving up some big plays early on to be able to shut the offense down for no It was just all about. Uh, what we were doing internally and just making sure that everyone stayed calm and just knowing that all you got to do is do your job every play and just win that, that one play and then don't let the plays behind you track you in the future and you should be all right. Just stay in the moment. Marcus was just in here talking about how much this rivalry specifically means. Obviously, you worked here last year. Did you get a sense that the guys who were here and lost to the Stanford team last year really wanted to get this one? Uh, yeah. Um, just all week, the preparation, the amount of effort, the attention, the detail that everyone was putting into this game, you can see how bad everyone wanted it. And just me coming in and just seeing how much of important it was to them made it important to me. So I gave it to them. It seemed like you were tweeting a little bit about the last game you should game. Did you catch the whole thing? When did, you, when did you have to cut it off? Uh, I didn't catch really the beginning of it, but then I caught like the second to like around the fourth. And then... That was it. I got, I got no more. I don't want to. Mike? Yeah, Joe Walker came out this week and they said 10 running backs in the country are better than estimate. And how much do you think that, that motivated Audrey? And you know, since he was a little guy, how much, what's he like when he's that motivated? I mean, you've seen it here today. Like, just to say that, like, there are 10 guys out there that are better than him. I mean, you just got to really look at the film and watch the film and really analyze it, and you'll see, like, how much he gives, how much he puts his heart into it. And it made him a little uh, mad, and he just went out and did, had another day in the office today. All right, so... This game, blow out victory, 56 points. Uh, how much momentum do these government guys for playing this next game this season? I mean, it should give us everything. Uh, just <clears throat> turning around and, and just thinking about the season and, and just saying it's uh, focus on that one week, and then after that, keep going. Uh, this one was very important to us, and then now it's just looking forward to the next game, and that's where our, our main attention is to, and we just got to put the work in and put the, the effort and the details and everything that we want to do and just ride the guys together and say, hey, let's go do it. And that is Javante Jean-Baptiste, uh, the uh, senior defensive lineman right there. Uh, three tackles today, one and a half sacks, uh, a block or uh, a field goal, or I'm sorry, field goal gets blocked by, uh, by Jason Onye. He recovers it. Jean Baptiste recovers it. Runs sixty yards for the touchdown, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was just looking at the replay of that online because you know the video clips out there. Pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. You know. You know what? Now that now that he says that he's played a little bit of uh, of running back. Yeah, I see that. I see it totally. No, he he tight he tight rope that sideline now. That yeah. was 
that was that was you know to see a big fella move like that and stay in bounds. Hats off to him. Yeah, hats off to him. I mean, you, know, I, you could tell you wanted it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm staying in bounds. You know, just walking. You know, along that sideline. Quite honestly, so uh, you know. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Hats off to him for, for staying in bounds on, on that touchdown recovery. So uh, we'll get uh, some final thoughts coming up in uh, in just a couple of minutes as we wrap things up here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT right after this. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also, by, uh, also brought to you by Gates Chevy World in Mishawaka and Gates Chevrolet in South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Uh, Reggie, some final thoughts, uh, putting a bow on the uh, the regular season and uh, looking to the future. Um, Again, love the way they finished off this year with uh, a strong win considering the struggles we've had and with road mm. games, you know, going three and two this year on the road. Uh, definitely. And I think coach Freeman touched on it a little bit. Definitely wish you would have had the, um, you know, Ohio state game back. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, you, you lost out on op- a definite opportunity there. Um, I would say I would sum this season up is, you know, just not quite there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was opportunities that you let slip through your fingers, but you just aren't quite there yet. Um, and it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how do they get there because, you, again, you thought you had your quarterback and Sam Hartman that could take you to the promised land. And, you know, I was one of those that was saying we were a quarterback away mm-hmm. and still feel that way, I think, you know, I didn't see the progression in Sam that, you know, I would would have liked. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he was good early on, and it seems like he kind of went went by the wayside a little bit. Offensive line, injuries not as quite as uh, to the level that, you know, was expecting. And then uh, just the receiving core would have liked to have would have liked to have uh, Jordan phase on a lot sooner. That I would definitely say. That. Yeah, it would have been great to have yeah. him in the lineup, and also Mitch, Mitch, Mitchell Evans. You know, losing yeah, that was him, a big loss. That was a huge loss. Yeah. So, again, you know, you you, you got piece. You had there were pieces there that were positives, but just not quite there. It was a little bit off here, a little bit off there, and you know, you got to find a way to 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 get over that hump, and it's just. Notre Dame is just still not there yet. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you as far as uh, as far as this year definitely falling short of expectations. You know, I I was I was right there with you and and thinking, you know, oh, we've got the quarterback now. We finally got the quarterback, and uh, and yeah, there, there some something happened in like the middle of the season where it it just stopped clicking for him. And I don't know, you know, I'm sure Mitchell Evans, you know, that injury, you know, certainly had a part in that, but uh, I, I just don't feel like he trusted his receivers uh, too much this year. And, and that goes back to, you know, you know, kind of with the offensive line and having a cohesive unit. 
mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure that again that the rapport with the receivers, because again, you got to remember, like I said he he had he and Jaden Greathouse and um, had kind of he had really stepped up and he, he they were he was finding them pretty early on. Yeah, and it just seemed like somewhere along the line, um, something happened that yeah. you know he just like I said, I agree that. There was a, a level of lost trust, it seemed like, because again, there's just guys were just just not on the same page, um, forcing a few things, and toward the end, he was high on a lot of his throws. They were you know, kind mm-hmm. of sailing on him a little bit. Yeah. So again, w- don't know what what happened, what what changed that kind of took him off kilter. But yeah, like I said I don't. And you know, it wasn't very uh, uplifting to see Angeli's first throw in yeah. this game when he gives him a few minutes. It's like again, you know, misreading your receivers, and it's like you, you know, that's a key combination. They got to find you. Got to know, hey, where guys are going to be, and yeah. you, you look at some of the greats, and you know, I always you know talk about you know because Tom Brady wasn't you know. A gunslinger or anything like that. He was a game manager, but he was mm-hmm. accurate beyond belief. Yeah, and he knew, and he demanded his guys be a certain place, and it, and he knew if they weren't, he was aware of it. Yeah, and but he delivered the ball with such accuracy, and he had such confidence in. Gronkowski's and you know even even when he had Randy Moss, you know, so I don't know if we can, I don't know if you can find that guy. You know, do we yeah. have that guy? Is that guy in the portal? Um, but it takes time to develop that relationship, and yeah. you know, do we? You know, bringing somebody in to the portal is that the right way to go? Right. Or do you need to develop somebody? Yeah. And and admittedly too, you know, there were a couple of decent sized uh injuries in the in the wide receiver room too. Jaden Thomas uh yeah. never really got back to never really got back to form. Great how uh Jaden Greathouse was uh you know struggling there for yeah, a few for weeks while. with injuries. So um But that know. comes back to having that um continuity that, of yeah. you know, because again, because not only were they not available for games. That's practice time that you don't you you don't have with those yeah. guys that you've developed a, a rapport with early on in the season, and you don't have them have them. And again, you know, trust is a huge thing for a quarterback. What bowl you think we're going to? Well, you've kind of got me locked into this Pop Tart Bowl. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm like, let's just go there. You know, it's in Orlando. It's a fun place, but. I'm still still having I'm still not sure that that's an actual bowl. I just can't <laughs> I can't comprehend that right now. So I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try to believe that that's true, but I just I just don't I just I just don't see it. I mean, they've got a website and everything, you know. I mean, that right there. I, I can't I can't bring myself to go look at it because it it would just. <laughs> It was just, just it would, it would really disappoint me to know in is that this is what they have as far as bowl games now. 
Pop Tarts. Mm-hmm. No. There's the, uh, you know, the the, the Pop Tarts bowl used to be the Cheez It bowl. Uh, Cheez It, meantime, has moved its uh, moved its sponsorship over to the Citrus Bowl because you know Cheez It Citrus Bowl makes all the sense in the world. Um, whoa, whoa! So are you saying the Citrus Bowl is no more? No, it it it's still the Citrus Bowl. It's the Citrus Cheez It Bowl. It, it, no, no, no! It's it's the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. So, oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It can be a little tough to uh, keep all these straight, quite honestly. Um, yeah, it's it's too many. <laughs> it's it's far too many. They need As, to do. They really need to re revisit the number of bowl games that they had. Yeah, yeah. The, what is it? Forty three. Forty three bowl games for eighty four teams. Wow. Like is yeah. is that necessary? Is that really necessary? No, now? It, it really isn't. I mean, when you're going to a bowl because you're 500, mm-hmm. eh, do you really deserve to go? Or even below 500 too? Yeah. Like as long as you get that six wins, you could be six and seven. We don't care. Come on in. That's. Huh. And I just don't. I what if people just sit around and hey, let's let's bring a bowl, let's create a bowl game. We don't have anything else going on. Let's just <laughs> tarts. Come on, let's 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 pull the bowl. There have actually been a couple of instances like that where people were just sitting around and just went, Oh, let's have a bowl game. Let's host a bowl game. What do we need to do? And then, you know, they wind up going away in three years because nobody knows how to run a bowl game. So you know, eh, little thing. That's 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 depressing, Jim. I'm just gonna tell you that's really depressing. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh anyway, uh something that would cure my depression would be, you know, a, a bowl in a in a nice warm city, not the you know, famous Idaho potato bowl in Boise, Idaho. So as long as we can avoid that one, I'm good. You're okay. I'm good. Um I think in the in the independence bowl is still there in Shreveport. Uh yeah yeah the Independence yeah. Bowl yeah you, you still there. You don't want to do that one. You yeah, don't want to do that. One. Yeah, that uh, it's not. There's you, not you, a lot th- in Shreveport. It, yeah. and I apologize up up front, it, but there's not a lot in Shreveport. No, there really isn't. I mean, there there's nothing there. It's yeah. It, it it's basically the Independence Bowl, and that's it. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, we'll find out what uh, which bowl game. Notre Dame goes to uh, December third, I believe, is when they uh, they announce all the bowl games, the the whole lineup. So, uh, you know, we'll be sure to pass along that word. You know, it comes uh, after. Gosh, that's next next weekend, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, after all the conference uh, championship. Okay. Yeah. Coming soon to a television, I guess, near us. Oh yeah, they they make a big deal about it, you know, on on December third, you know, whole noon special that winds up getting buried by the NFL. So, <laughs> <laughs> why would they do that on a Sunday? That just makes no I, sense. Uh, I, oh, because I, the what's name's on the second, right? Conference um, championships. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. So well, they wait till Tuesday anyway. So just wait till Monday and I announce do. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, anyway, 
Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, you know, the Holiday Bowl wouldn't be a bad one either out in San Diego. That's that's nice weather. Yeah. San Diego's not a bad spot. Yeah. That wouldn't that wouldn't be terrible. Okay, so I've got my wish list of Orlando and San Diego. Make it happen, bowl committees. <laughs> that's fine. Just we, you have enough bowls. They they can find this one. It's right in one of those. And there like twelve bowls in both those cities. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some it, it, you know, <sighs> twelve, fourteen, something like that. Yeah. So uh, another another regular season in the books. Yeah. It's been it's been fun as always. Yeah. Just you know, enjoy doing this. Yeah. This is uh, this is fun. So. Uh, we got one more left, and that's with the bowl game, whenever that's going to be. So uh, wherever that's going to be, <laughs> exactly wherever that's going to be too. So we'll find that out, uh, like around December third. So you know, oh, and the, officially, the whole, yeah, estimate is the player of the game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it official. Yeah, S- you know, spoiler game. alert. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-five carries, two hundred thirty-eight yards, four touchdowns. You know going into the record books all that stuff so yeah audric uh audric definitely gets it so all right sir we'll speak to you uh coming up at the bowl game wherever that Sounds may be good. so all right take care and go irish yep and that uh puts a bow on it as far as the official notre dame football post game show goes for the regular season it has been presented by south bend orthopedics trusted in the community for over 75 years like i said december 3rd that's the uh that's the day that they announced the uh the college football playoff bowl games and everything else that uh that winds up going down throughout the month of december into january so when we uh when we find out we will certainly let you know the next time you'll hear our dulcet tones after a game so uh hopefully you know a little you know closer to new year's you know the, the further along yeah, the new closer, year's the, the better the better yeah, the better. Yeah, that, that would be much, much better. So anyway, for Reggie Brooks, I'm Jimmy Rosari. This has been the official Notre Dame football postgame show on sunny 101.5 WS, uh, WNSN South Bend and also Sports Radio 960 WSBT South Bend. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Notre Dame football is also brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Ask how you can get free maintenance for life and save like a champion today. Gates Chevy World Mishawaka and Gates Chevrolet South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Centier Bank. Discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Bud Light. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company. Enjoy the smooth, crisp taste of Bud Light. Martin Supermarkets. Count on us. First State Bank. Committed to being a premier financial partner with hometown values. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. Serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Pet Refuge. Adopt. Don't shop. Where new beginnings have happy endings. Sherwood Tire, U.S. Highway 30 in Plymouth. Your one stop for complete auto care for over 50 years. 
The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Tim Grau, State Farm Insurance. For surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 232-9981. Wakarusa Ag, your full-service ag dealer. Online at wakarusaag.com. Perkins Restaurant and Bakery in Elkhart, South Bend, and PerkinsToGo.com. Driver Seat South Bend. Life is easier with us in the driver's seat. 574-564-6050. Weaver Heating and Cooling. They install the best and replace the rest. And by Modern Kitchen. Stop by our showroom on McKinley in Elkhart. We will help you redesign, remodel, relax, and enjoy your kitchen. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 